Right, uh, we pick up uh, on the bottom of 37B, Lamed Zion, Ahmed Bet, and uh, what we had been talking about uh, was a, uh, a discussion uh, about <coughs> uh, what happens if a slave uh, uh, gets captured uh, by a non-Jew, and then uh, another Jew who wasn't the owner uh, goes along and redeemed him. Uh, so the Mishnah had said, uh, if he was redeemed to be free, uh, then he won't be a slave. And uh, Rabban Gamliel says, listen, in both cases, he will still be a slave. Uh, and the Gomorrah had a machloket between a buyer and a uh, um, and Rava, uh, Abaya said, listen, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, the question is, uh, before Yayush, right? Uh, uh, that uh, before the owner gave up on it, uh, and really what happened is, is that uh, if he was redeemed to be a slave, uh, it means the, the, the first owner never gave up his ownership upon him, and as a result, uh, he's going to be a slave uh, to, to his first master. Okay, if you're redeemed to be a slave, then he's going to be a slave. If he was redeemed to be free, uh, then he's not going to be a, a slave to his, his uh um, uh, first master, um, uh, you know, b- b- uh, and, and also the second one. This, the reason is not to the second one because there's obviously the, the second one redeemed him to be free. Uh, we said he's not even a slave uh, to his first master, even though uh, the first master has not given up hope of getting him back. There's no Yayush uh, involved. And the reason is, uh, was because of uh, uh, a decree, and that's a decree uh, because otherwise. Um, uh, his uh, people are, are not uh, going to uh, redeem slaves, and as we said, slaves have got uh, mitzvot uh, upon them. Canaanite slaves have got mitzvot upon them, and as a result, uh, we don't want them to uh, have uh, no mitzvot by being enslaved uh, by a non-Jew, and therefore that's why we redeem them. Uh, and Abayah says the reason we explain Rabbi Shimon Megamlel, uh, he says he's a slave uh, to his first master. The reason is uh, because there's a mitzvah to redeem uh, both uh, free people as well as slaves as well. Uh, that was Abaya's explanation. Rava had said, listen, uh, what are we talking about here? Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, we're talking about a case uh, even after Yayush. Uh, so even after Yayush, uh, the, the, the first master had given up. So if you redeemed uh, the slave, says uh, Rava, then what happens is he's going to be a slave. Uh, when we said he redeems him as a slave, he's actually a slave to the second master because the first master had given up uh, about him. And, then, uh, and the reason uh, he's um, uh, redeemed to be a a free man because obviously uh, he's, he's, he was, he was uh, the first master gave up the second master didn't redeem him so he obviously I mean uh, didn't make him a slave uh, so he's therefore free okay uh, and uh, and uh, Rabban Gamliel Shimon ben Gamliel uh, he, Rava would explain him uh, to say listen Lachizkia says because um, Otherwise, uh, in, in both cases, uh, he's going to still be enslaved, uh, either to his first master or, uh, you know, uh, he'll still be a slave, even, uh, even uh, the, the, the second one. And uh, uh, because of uh, otherwise, uh, the slaves are going to say, listen, I've had a bad day. I'm going to go along and get captured. And once they get captured, uh, then they're going to go free. Okay, uh, and, that's, and that's what we're talking about over there. All right, so, so really that, that is uh, uh, the discussion that we had. And now uh, we, we uh, comment on that. Ula Rava, uh, and it says, according to Rava, who says uh, where the Mishnah uh, is talking about,
talking about a slave who is redeemed after the owner gave up on it, and he's going to be a slave to his second master. Uh, so now the question is, Raboshani Miman Kanile. So who did he actually acquire him from? Okay, the first master has given up hope, so he's not, it can't be him, uh, and it must be therefore Mishabai, uh, from the person who captured him. Uh, that is who he acquired him from. Now, when we move on to into discussions, you know, Shabai, Gufai, and Mi Kanile. The question is, uh, on a technical level, how did the, uh, the non-Jewish captor uh, come and uh, catch, uh, I mean, acquire uh, the body of the slave? Okay, and, uh, and, and that's, that is really our question over here, because, uh, you know, the, the, as we're going to see, uh, it's, it's going to be, the, the, it's quite a long uh, um, proof, but really what it is, it's, it's saying uh, that non-Jews uh, cannot uh, own Jews. Uh, it can work in reverse. Jews can own the body of non-Jews. We're going to prove from uh, the Pesukim, from verses, uh, but uh, it can't work in the opposite way. Uh, Non-Jews uh, can't own Jews. All right, and then uh, th- that is, uh, that, that's going to be uh, the question uh, that we're dealing with. So, uh, he obviously acquired it, but it says, Shabai, uh, Gufai, Mikanela. So how did uh, really the non-Jew uh, come to acquire uh, the Jew over here? Uh, in order, because that's the thing, it has to belong uh, to someone for the second owner to acquire it. Uh, that is, that is the, the basis of the question, and that is what we're trying to answer. So now, uh, in, uh, we say he does acquire it, uh, and the reason, the amount that he acquires, Kanela, Lamasi Adav. No, the amount that he can acquire uh, is the right to his work. Okay, the right uh, to his Work uh, the, the, the the work that he does. Dama Rosh Lakish, because Rosh Lakish says, "I mean, I'm lagoy shakana etagoy lamasi adav." How do you know uh, that a non-Jew can acquire a non-Jew? Firstly, uh, not not yet a Jew. Uh, we haven't expa- expanded it to that yet. Uh, but really, uh, an, a non-Jew uh, can't acquire. Also, just by the way, uh, the Gemara is going to say, "Listen, even non-Jews uh, can't acquire other non-Jews." So it's not just uh, a, a Jewish thing. Uh, it's even non-Jews can't acquire non-Jews. We learn this out from verses, as we will explain. But uh, non-Jews can't acquire fully uh, the body of other non-Jews, uh, and therefore the, the maximum they can acquire uh, is their labour. Okay, the, 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 the right for them to work for them. How, do, how does that happen? Shneimah. Uh, so now we quote the first uh, of our psukim. Hatoshavim Hagarim Imachem Mayhem Tikanu. Right? It says, moreover, the children of the, the strangers who live amongst you, from them you can acquire. Uh, it says. Uh, it means so. How do we uh, how do we understand that? Atem konim mehem. You there's really sorry. The, just to explain the simple meaning of the verse. Uh, the simple meaning of the pasuk is as follows: uh, is that when you come into the land, uh, it says you have to kill out uh, all the Canaanite um, uh, men, all right, but uh, Canaanite women uh, who, who live there and have uh, husbands that are not uh, 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 born Canaanites, uh, what you're allowed to do is, uh, is you know, they, they're from another country, uh, uh, you know, from Egypt or something like that, they would be allowed to stay alive, but uh, would you are allowed to uh, uh, make them into your slaves. Once you've conquered them, uh, you are entitled to enslave them. And, uh, and that's, that's the way the world worked uh, for you know, thousands of years, is that you came in and you conquered, and you were able to uh, keep people as slaves, etc. So, you know, it's a bit foreign to us, but you know, that we're just dealing here uh, with what the Torah uh, allows you to do. Anyway, so, uh, so, so now it says those people uh, the, from the, uh, the strangers, okay, non-Canaanites, i.e., uh, that live amongst you, and then from them, uh, you can acquire. So you're allowed to acquire slaves 
change uh, from them. Atem, uh, but really what, what uh, we, we take out from the verse, Atem, Konim Mehem, you as Jews uh, can acquire from them. So you can acquire uh, uh, their bodies, etc. However, Velo Haim Konim Mechem, but non Jews can't acquire you, all right? So they don't have the ability uh, to buy uh, fully uh, the, the, the physical body of, uh, of, uh, of the Jews. Velo Haim Konim and they can't even acquire uh, one from another. Okay, and that's uh, and that that is uh, the verse on which we uh, uh, you know see uh, that that uh, it, it, it works out that uh, non-Jews can only acquire. So we haven't even uh, got to the step uh, of, of of where can they get their labour from. Uh, we just got to the step that uh, non-Jews can't own uh, another Jew and they can't own even another non-Jew uh, on a physical level. All right. Uh, you said uh, that they can't acquire each other. Uh, you might think that they can't acquire each other. And the Gemara asks uh, immediately about that. What, what, what does that question mean? You just got finished saying, uh, they, they can buy one uh, from another. Uh, it says, the, the, I mean, you might think, sorry, that they... Um, they can't acquire each other, uh, but you just said they can't acquire each other. So, you know, they, they can't acquire one another. So what you're raising a question about, you just spoke about that. So therefore, the Gemara differentiates, uh, no, they can't physically acquire uh, the body, right? So that all, they, all they can do uh, is really, uh, you might think that they can't acquire each other just with regard uh, to their work, to their to to their labor, uh, you might think that that would be a question. Really, what you would say uh, is a kavachomer. Goi Yisrael, kana goi migoi goi lo shukol shukain. You might think uh, that if a non-Jew can acquire a Jew for his uh, workability, because the pasuk says, uh, and 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 we don't quote this pasuk, uh, but really, what what uh, the way it works is that uh, we're talking about a person who was uh, suspect uh, suspected of. Um, or actually does uh, smell, sell uh, Schmitter produce, and it says uh, the person is going to have to sell his, uh, phys- uh, his, his movable items, then he has to end up selling his land, uh, and then he eventually uh, becomes so impoverished uh, that he'll have to sell himself. And it says he doesn't even have to, he can't, sell, he doesn't, he, he will be punished so much that he, he doesn't sell himself to a fellow Jew. Uh, it sells, it says he has to sell himself to a non-Jew. So that's an explicit pasuk, even though uh, we don't uh, quote it over here. Uh, so therefore, uh, Means that he has to uh, the, the the non-Jew he has to sell himself uh, to work for a non-Jew, and that's that's what we said, uh, and, and we know. Uh, surely we should see that we should think uh, that. Um, a non-Jew uh, could acquire uh, another uh, non-Jew's uh, work. Uh, how much? Uh, how much? You know, it's much easier because uh, with a Jew, uh, there are all sorts of uh, restrictions in place. It says uh, other Jews can come along and redeem him uh, from the non-Jew, uh, etc. They've got a mitzvah to come and redeem him uh, because of the uh, mitzvah, uh, you know, all the the issues of, of mitzvot that he can't keep now, uh, etc. And therefore, as a result, uh, it's, you know, that doesn't nothing like that is obviously mentioned with a non-Jew, uh, and therefore. 
therefore, so uh, not, Jews are easier uh, to, I mean, harder to acquire. Uh, their work is harder to acquire than a non-Jew. And if it explicitly says in the verse uh, that Jews can be acquired uh, by non-Jews uh, and they have to work for them, uh, then uh, the, you know, the non-Jew can acquire the Jews' work. Uh, they can't acquire their body, as the, as the, as the pasuk that we quoted uh, just said, but uh, they can acquire their, their, uh, their workability. Uh, so too, uh, how much more so should it be for a non-Jew? Uh, so Gemara says, Vaima uh, challenges this and says, listen, honey, Mili, Bekaspa, maybe that's only uh, a non-Jew can acquire uh, an, uh, another non-Jew for the, um, uh, is only, and, and, and for the amount of money, is only with, ma- uh, is only via money. Okay, uh, that, that you might think that's only via money. However, Aval, Bechazaka, law. You might think the other thing, the other way of acquiring a, uh, uh, is, is via Chazaka, I is showing that you are in charge, which is obviously uh, what this, uh, uh, what the, you know, the uh, non-Jewish captor, captor uh, would come along and Jews capture people and, and, and put them to work. Uh, he doesn't pay anything uh, for them. Uh, and it says, no, Rav Papa uh, answers as follows. He says, Amun Moav, Taru, Bishikon. No, uh, the lands of Amun and Moav uh, became purified through the conquest of Sikon. What are we talking about here? Uh, it means that uh, uh, the Jews were told uh, to stay away and not to attack Amnon and Moab, right? Uh, it says you're not allowed to attack Amnon and Moab uh, because really they are family. Uh, Amnon and Moab come essentially uh, from, uh, ultimately from Lot's daughters, and Lot is uh, Avram's nephew, and therefore as a result uh, you're not allowed uh, to attack them. They are your family. However, uh, what happens is, is that uh, Sikon, uh, uh, you know, the Emirate king, uh, came and uh, attacked them uh, and, and, uh, and conquered their lands. Uh, once uh, once they conquered their lands, uh, then it becomes Emirate territory. And, uh, and, and the Jews uh, got, uh, because he uh, conquered them, attacked them and possessed their land, right? Uh, he, you know, so he attacked them and conquered them and, and possessed their land. So then what happens is, uh, it was his property. Uh, and therefore, uh, Jews could come along later and conquer that property. Uh, didn't have the status of uh, the, the Amun uh, and, uh, um, and Moab's lands uh, before, uh, and uh, they hadn't been allowed to conquer that, but now uh, when it became Emirate land, uh, they could conquer it. So we see here uh, is that uh, non-Jews uh, can acquire things via conquest, and that is our proof over there. So now, Ashkan Goy, uh, Goy, uh, Goy uh, we found a source for a non-Jew acquiring another non-Jew uh, through uh, conquering, that is... Uh, um, that is, you know, you can uh, take possession of him there. Goy Mishra, Minalan. But we still have to find uh, a non-Jew, uh, how you can acquire via conquest, via Chazaka, another Jew's workability. It says that uh, uh, they, they took a, uh, the Canaanites came, they attacked a, uh, um, uh, a woman. There's talking about the, the journey through the desert in Parshat Chukat. Uh, it says uh, the, the Canaanites came and they took a, a Jewish captive. Uh, they took a Jewish woman captive and the Jews went to war uh, against that. So they're meaning uh, taken captive. Uh, there's an example from the Torah uh, where a Jew acquired uh, via conquest <coughs> uh, by another Jew uh, is actually uh, considered to be acquired. All right, so that uh, really is uh, uh, that discussion. Uh, <coughs> and we finally proved um, uh, you know, uh, uh, albeit in quite a lengthy way, uh, of exactly uh, how we manage uh, to to the the, the first. Uh, um, uh, I mean, the the Jew can be acquired at least for, with regard to his labour. <coughs> excuse me, from a non-Jew. All right, now. 
next thing that we'll deal with. Amar Shimon Ba'aba, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Eved Shabarach mi Beit Asrim Yatzal Lecherot. A slave who runs away from prison, uh, he becomes free. Okay, Yatzal Lecherot. Velo od. Ela Shukofen Etrabo Vukatev Lo Get Shichur. And 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 moreover, what do we do? Uh, we say uh, that his master, uh, from from whom he was captured, okay, and then uh, put in prison or, or taken away and put in prison, uh, is, is still because you know the question is uh, we're going to see in a second is this after he gave up hope or after you know not after uh, he gave up hope uh, but but still you know we'll have that discussion uh, but uh, the one thing uh, is that that's uh, with regard uh, to his physical ability so the question is uh, now. Uh, you, you still have to write him uh, a, phys- a document uh, saying that he's free. Otherwise, there might be some link uh, that you haven't physically uh, set him free, uh, and therefore maybe you would still be uh, enslaved. As we're going to see, it's a discussion. Uh, maybe that's like he's uh, half uh, enslaved or not. All right, so now it's done. Uh, we learned in our Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon Megamliel says, Bain kach, bain kach, um, uh, We said that Rabbi Shimon Megamliel uh, says uh, that, that he's always going to be be a slave. Uh, so now uh, we have the following rule. Okay, Brahma Rabba Barachana, Am Rabbi Yochanan, Rabba Barachana. In the name of Rabbi Yochanan, says as follows: Kom Akom Shishana Rabban Gamliel b'Mishnatenu. Every time Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel says something in our Mishnah, Halacha Kamoto, the Halacha goes like him: Chutzmi Arev, except for a, a law of the guarantor, uh, um, uh, you know, which is is, is something. Uh, I think it's uh, it's one of the Bavas, I'm not sure, uh, and uh, it says uh, with Sidon and the case with Sidon, which is actually a case in Gitin uh, that that uh, that we're talking about, and also uh, the. Um Raya Akrona. Okay, uh, that's uh, the last one. Sorry, it's, I think it's Baba Batra. Uh, Tzidon is, is later on in Amasekhan in, in, uh, um, uh, in, in, in Gitin on Daf 74. And the last one uh, is talking about uh, where a person brings uh, evidence after judgment has already uh, been uh, given. So the, the, two, uh, the two statements that Raman Shimon Megamliel makes, the later one, uh, it, it, we don't hold Lakim. But otherwise, every other time we hold Lakim. Okay, so once we have that principle, uh, uh, it's except for these ones. This uh, is uh, the halacha, therefore, must be going like Rabban Shimon Megamlel in our Mishnah, and because uh, this is not one of the three exceptions where it doesn't go like him. Uh, and therefore, uh, what should be here is we should say that Rabban Shimon Megamlel says, listen, uh, he should still be enslaved. Uh, so, how does it work uh, if a slave uh, runs away from prison? Uh, it says we, we becomes free and his masters give him a get. Uh, so, how does that work uh, if we say that everything goes like Rabban Shimon Megamlel? Because if you go, like Rashbag, uh, well then he says he should be enslaved. Uh, so how do we understand that? So we can understand it according to a buyer, okay, going back uh, to what we said. Uh, Alright, in our case of the Mishnah, uh, with a buyer, this makes sense. Uh, that's why you know, I gave that introduction uh, because you know, we, had, we needed it for this. Because with a buyer, it says when the slave was, was uh, redeemed uh, before the owner gave up. Uh, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, well, that's easy because the owner never gave up on him uh, and therefore uh, the lacha uh, would go like him in that, in, in that, in that state. However, after the time uh, of the, uh, the after Yosh, the first owner's given up on him, uh, and according to that, uh, we gave up on him after uh, we, we do it, so then the slave uh, goes free. Uh, okay, and... Um, 
And that's it. So that's why uh, there's no contradiction uh, in the statements uh, over there of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Okay, uh, and that's it. So, so it doesn't make a difference how you redeem him. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it's, not, it's not how you redeem him. Uh, the fact is the first owner's given him up, uh, and therefore, after Yosh, the first owner's given him up, and then uh, when, he gets, uh, um, uh, when he comes out of prison, therefore, he's not owned by anyone. Okay, because he escaped himself uh, from prison. And that's how we can explain uh, the difference between Rabbi Shimon However, Ella uh, Larava. But what about the opinion of Rava, uh, who says Lachayosh, uh, who redeemed after the owners already given up uh, on him? So surely Kasher Rabbi Yochanan, Ad Rabbi Yochanan. It's a contradiction between two state, the two statements of Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, the first statement of Rabbi Yochanan, he says, I go against. Um, uh, the, 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 the statement of Rabbi Yochanan where he says the slave is free and the earlier statement of Rabbi Yochanan where he said listen, the halacha goes like Rabbi Shimon Megamliel, because uh, Rabbi Shimon Megamliel says both, in both cases he's going to be a slave, uh, so how, you know, how, how would uh, Rava understand this so uh, the Gemara uh, gives uh, the, the following answer. Amalach Rava, uh, he says, listen, uh, I'm going to distinguish uh, between the two cases. Mishum No, the reason is uh, the, the slave who was redeemed uh, is not, uh, if you redeem a slave, if a guy comes along and redeems a slave, uh, he, uh, he physically goes ahead and does it. That's exactly as we said, uh, because of Kiskia, because uh, otherwise slaves uh, would uh, uh, allow themselves to be captured, uh, put themselves in that, in that situation, uh, and and allow themselves to be captured and uh, because they've had a bad day uh, at work and therefore as a result uh, the, uh, the owner is then uh, um, you know they, they do that and, and once they get redeemed um, otherwise if they know they're going to get free once they get redeemed so they allow themselves to get captured if you say they're enslaved uh, then they're not going to put themselves in that uh, kind of position anyway uh, however someone who runs away from prison uh, is a different uh, uh, a different case altogether why listen the, the prison's guarded and he was put in prison for a reason so now if once he escapes uh, he's putting himself already uh, in, uh, um, in, you know, in, in a dangerous situation and he, he knows listen they put him in prison for a reason. If he, if he escapes, uh, they'll go and kill him anyway. So it says, "Pula apil and Afshay lagai." So he's not going to. Uh, he's going to run away. He's going to keep away uh, from uh, these non-Jewish uh, um, uh, authorities. He's not going to go uh, and get captured. Because what they're going to do, because he escaped from prison, they're going to go along and kill him. Uh, and therefore, he, we're in no danger of that. So once he's free, he put his life in danger. Uh, we almost give him it to him as a reward. We say, "Listen, uh, once you did that, uh, now uh, you are free." All right. So now we have a few stories. Amata de Marshmul, Ishtaba, the maidservant of Marshmul, uh, was of Shmul, really, the master Shmul, uh, was taken captive. Puruke Lashum, Amata Vashadria lay. What happens is other people came along, uh, understood that it was Shmul's uh, maidservant, and what they did was uh, they redeemed her. Uh, but still, as an Amata, right? As still as a, a servant, uh, for the sake of being a servant still, and they returned her. Uh, Back to Shmuel. Shalkalai. Anan Karaban Shimon Gamdal Srilan. We hold uh, like Rabban Shimon Gamdal. Uh, in any case, uh, therefore, uh, uh, you know, she, she, uh, we hold that she should be enslaved. Uh, and even if you hold, Inami Karabanan even if you would hold like the opinion of a rabbi, uh, what do we do? Anan Lushum Amata Parkinan La Nihala. But still, uh, even according to that, uh, we uh, redeemed her uh, specifically to be a slave woman. Uh, and therefore, 
whichever way, even if you hold like the rabbis, if you redeem this woman to be a slave, uh, she still is a slave. Okay, however, they've forgotten one critical thing. They forgot uh, critically. That was all uh, before uh, the owner gave up hope. Uh, and, and this was uh, not, not true. In this case, Shmuel, uh, he gave, he, he, uh, this, this all happened after he gave up hope. Uh, so once he gave up hope, Shmuel, and therefore, when Shmuel got the maid servant, obviously uh, he didn't uh, enslave her. Um, uh, however, he didn't. Uh, he didn't even. He said, "Listen, uh, she's so free; uh, she doesn't even need a document of freedom. Okay, uh, she's 100% free, and I don't even need uh, to give her a, an extra a document uh, to free her on a." Um, a technical level, she's free even without that document. So now, uh, how do we explain that? In, in which way did he go according to his opinion? opinion uh, he says, If you go along and uh, give up ownership, if you say your slave is hefker, uh, you give it up, you, you give up ownership on it, uh, the slave goes free, and it does, she, that person, he or she, does not even need a document of freedom. How do you know? He proves it from the verse. Shemar, it says every slave uh, that is bought from Money. This is talking about a, uh, a, a, a talking about the korban pesach, uh, and you know, on the simple uh, level of it, it means that you have to uh, buy them, you have to circumcise a. Um uh, a, a slave uh, before he eats the korban pesach, uh, but on uh, you know, taking it out of context, it says all uh, slaves uh, of a man uh, that are bought with money. Okay, so now the, he asks a rhetorical question: Evet ish v'lo evet isha. What do you mean? Why would only slaves of a man uh, be uh, have to need to be circumcised to eat the korban pesach? Okay, uh, uh, and not a slave of woman. Uh, that that's not logical. Uh, if it was a slave of woman, in order for him to eat the korban pesach would also have to be circumcised. So why does it specifically say the slave of a man? Should have said, v'chor evid, mikne kesef, any slave uh, that was uh, uh, born, uh, you know, that, that uh, was purchased with money. So therefore, ella, evid, shiyesh lo rushut, rabo alav, karawi evid. No, he's got uh, the, the control of another person, of an ish, of a person. We say that uh, the word ish here means a person, uh, and we say anyone who's, who's got control uh, of someone else over him is called an evid. Ain lo rashut rabo alav ain karu evid. Really what uh, Shmuel's opinion he says listen uh, there's the monetary part of it and then uh, there is the uh, uh, domination part of it Let's, if you can put it that way uh, the ability to control uh, the slave and, and therefore uh, there's a monetary uh, element where you can, he has to work for him and then there's the control aspect. So he says uh, once you give up uh, make the slave hefker uh, then uh, you've lost your control uh, ability. So then uh, the slave goes free uh, all in, all, in all cases because he gave up uh, on, on, on ever retrieving uh, that uh, the maid servant uh, then it was no longer in his control and therefore as a result uh, the, uh, there is then no get shukru there was no document needed uh, to free her Right, so now, another story. Amate Drabi Abba Ba Zutra Ashtabda. So what happens is the maidservant Rabbi Abba Ba Zutra was also captured. Praka Hu Tamoda Lashum Itata. A Tamodian, okay, that's... Uh, um, 
uh, or else, uh, you know, uh, uh, a person, you know, a, t- a tamora is, is talking about a, a thin tree that uh, uh, grew wild. Okay, so basically it means that uh, they would, uh, uh, these people, like a wood chopper, okay, uh, that's, it, you know, uh, so Rashi explains tamora is a, a place, uh, but, you know, another explanation is, uh, uh, you know, according to the Gornim, uh, is uh, where you kind of, uh, like a wood chopper. Anyway, it's, it's a non Jewish person. Uh, it says, Lashum, it's a Taituk for the sake of being a wife. Uh, so the, 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 the rabbi sent a message to Abba Bazutra. It says, listen, if you want to do the, the right thing, uh, the true thing, literally, uh, you want to act correctly, Avda, uh, 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 you know, the, what you do, Avda, uh, with your uh, maid servant, uh, no, no, Yaut Avda, um, Avdat, uh, if you want to do the right thing, Shadalei Gita Dechiruta, send her a document of uh, freeing her. Okay, that, that's what you should do. Uh, and the Gemara says, Hey Kidami, why, you know, uh, what exactly is going on here? Uh, what are the circumstances? Why would he need to do that? E Dematsu Parakalei, if there's a situation uh, where Jews could go along and uh, free her, Dematsu Parakalei, if they are able to free her by offering a ransom to this guy, Lamele uh, Gita Dechiruta, why do you need? to free her. Surely they should just redeem her uh, and then she, they could redeem her and she'd still be a maidservant. Uh, and if they are unable uh, to uh, re- redeem uh, this woman, uh, then, you know, it says, uh, So what's, uh, what, what's, the, what's the difference if she's, uh, uh, he sends her a document of freedom because uh, she's being controlled uh, by this, um, you know, under the control. has been captured by this uh, person, uh, this non-Jew, and therefore uh, she's under his control. Uh, so what difference is a document uh, going to do? You know, he doesn't care about that. And, and anyway, at, on practical level, it doesn't make any difference to her. So the Gemara says, listen, really, uh, it's talking about a situation uh, where they could, uh, re- were able to redeem her. Uh, so really what happens is, uh, because uh, what they might, they might think is, listen, uh, because Rav uh, Ada uh, Bazutra uh, would, would send her a document of freedom, uh, she would be considered a free woman. Uh, once she would be considered a free woman, uh, then they'll, they'll galvanize themselves and they'll collect, go, go, go along and join together and redeem her. Okay? Uh, and, and that's it. Uh, and because they obviously hold uh, that, you know, we'll redeem Jewish people, but we're not going to uh, spend money and raise money uh, to redeem non-Jewish people. And they, they saw this, this slave woman essentially as a Canaanite slave and, and therefore as non-Jewish, which is not really uh, true because they've got the, the mitzvahs of women we're going to see uh, over the next couple of pages. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's about a week worth of discussion that we are going to have uh, about slaves. And uh, so we'll explore uh, all these concepts. Anyway, uh, so uh, what, what in this situation, uh, if, if she was free, uh, they would come along and make more efforts and redeem her. Ibataima, another understanding. Uh, uh, it says, the No, uh, this document of freedom, uh, you are correct, uh, has no meaning whatsoever. However, uh, what it could do, uh, it's got no practical effect, uh, but it might have a psychological effect. Okay, uh, once they send her this get of freedom, uh, um, uh, what's going to happen? Uh, she's going to lose uh, uh, his. She, uh, um, 
like honor in the eyes of uh, this, this non-Jew uh, that, that redeemed her because they're going to say, listen, uh, I was a maidservant of a Jew and he's going to think, oh, you know, like she's a bit Jewish uh, and therefore, uh, you know, he's going to say, oh, I don't, I don't need this in my life. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's not nice uh, to be associated uh, with, this, with this person that's kind of half Jewish and therefore uh, I'm going to do, uh, I'll, I'll just let her free. Okay, so it was a psychological effect that they wanted to have. Uh, practically, it wouldn't have made a difference. <coughs> but psychologically, uh, it might have demeaned her uh, in this non-Jew's eyes, and he would set her free. The Gemara says, uh, you know, uh, is that really true? Uh, but why didn't uh, didn't Marasai or the Okay, the discussion in Avodah Zorah, uh, it says even the animals of the Jews are, are you know are, are loved. Uh, you know, more than their own wives. Okay, so, you know, uh, non-Jews hold uh, Jews in high respect uh, with regard to that, and the fact that she was a Jewish maidservant wouldn't have actually, um, uh, you know, made, uh, the, uh, I mean, not a Jewish maidservant, uh, a maidservant of a Jew, right? Uh, uh, that uh, it, would, um, it wouldn't lower her, it might increase her. And the Gemara says, no, honey, mili, but sinner. No, that's sinner. Only in sinner, only in private uh, do they do that. Aval, but for Hesse, uh, no, it, when it comes to out there in the open, uh, they are going to be embarrassed uh, of being associated with uh, Jewish people, and therefore, as a result, uh, he would set her free. All right, uh, that's it. Okay, so now uh, we, we, we carry on with other stories. Ahi, Amata, Dave, Bapumadita. It says, De Chazu, Lay, Okay, so what happens is uh, there was this maidservant in Pumpadita uh, and people were, uh, uh, she was somewhat loose and uh, people were using her uh, for, you know, uh, uh, in, you know impermissible behavior. Uh, they were, they were uh, habit, having relations with her uh, in a licentious way, uh, obviously in a forbidden way uh, as well. And the master couldn't stop it. Okay, this woman uh, had uh, this large uh, sex Extra appetite, and that's, that's what was happening. Amar Abayah. So Abayah says, Elo, the Amar Rav Yehuda, Amashmul. If it wasn't what Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, call Hamashachrei Avdo Oved Baase, Oved Baase. Anyone who frees his slave uh, uh, is uh, violating a positive commandment. Why? Uh, because uh, the, the the verse uh, says, Bahem. Uh, Lo'olam bahem tovadu. We're going to see that pasuk uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a little bit. Uh, we're going to we're going to quote it. Um uh, from it says Lomba Bahem Tovadu. It's a verse in Parshat Bahar, uh, chapter 25 in Vayikra. Uh, it says you, they should work for you forever, and uh, means that you haven't got the right uh, to free. It's, it's, it's a sin, really, to free a Canaanite slave. So it says if it wasn't for that thing, uh, so what I would have done is forced her master, uh, and then I would have forced her master uh, to make. Free. Once she is free, uh, then uh, she becomes fully Jewish, uh, and then she would get married uh, to a Jewish guy, and uh, and then uh, all this uh, misbehavior would stop. Uh, Ravina, Mara, listen. Uh, uh, Ravina says, listen. Kihai more Rav Surely, in that case, even Rav Yehuda would hold. And uh, Rav Yehuda says, listen. You know, you're not allowed to free them uh, because you know, j- just to out of you know, stam uh, type of uh, freedom. You know, just to make them free for no good reason. Here is a good reason. 
and uh, and uh, and therefore, you know, he has a good reason to stop people sinning. Surely he should have made her free. Uh, but surely a buyer also holds uh, that uh, principles that surely to stop people sinning uh, it would be a good enough reason to do it. It says, There was a woman uh, that was uh, uh, she was half slave and half free. Okay, how does that work? It says, if uh, really what happens is is that uh, uh, two Two, the, the, the simplest case would be uh, if a master uh, owns a uh, two, two masters own a woman in partnership one of them frees her so now she's half slave half free uh, we forced the other master who was still enslaving her to become free uh, the reason for this said Rav Nachman Yitzhak uh, the, the people were engaging in relations uh, with her they would treat her as Hefker right uh, they treated her freely uh, and therefore uh, as a result uh, of that uh, then uh, we, we did force the master uh, to, uh, to free the, the master to free half the slave Nora said listen you can't compare those two cases Hatam Lo Avid Evid no, uh, this case where the person was half slave and half free, uh, she was neither permitted uh, to be uh, married to a slave uh, because there's a free part of her, neither she's permitted to marry to a free person because of the slave uh, uh, part of her. So therefore, uh, so therefore, the only way to, to do it is to free her. However, uh, here, in this case, so what happens is the master could have given her to a, 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 a slave, okay, and that slave uh, would guard her uh, from, from other people. He'd become, in inverted commas, her husband uh, and therefore guard her from other people as well. So therefore, uh, in this situation, you didn't have to free her. So Gomorrah goes back to, to what we said uh, before. Here we actually quote the Pasuk. Uh, it says, Rav Huda said that Shmuel said, anyone who frees a slave uh, is going against a positive command because uh, they're meant to work for you. Uh, these slaves are meant to work for you uh, forever. So, Maitve, uh, is that really true? Maaseb Rabeliezer, there was an incident in Rabeliezer. Uh, uh, this is talking, uh, it's a Mishnah, uh, I mean, the discussion, uh, Gomorrah in Brachot, uh, where it says, Rabeliezer, Shunik Nasbat Knesset, he went into Shul, Velo Matza Asra. There were only nine people there uh, as well as his slave it says and he freed his slave uh, so that the slave uh, could become a, uh, the tenth guy in the minion. Okay, uh, so therefore, here we have a, a, a reason uh, to do it. And the Gomorrah says, listen, uh, mitzvah shani. Uh, mitzvah uh, is different. Okay, and then the Gomorrah in, in, uh, uh, in Brachot, uh, I think, goes along and, and goes one stage further and says, listen, you know, uh, it's a mitzvah ba'ba'veira. Surely it's a mitzvah along with a, uh, a, a sin attached to it, if you did a sin. Uh, and it says, mitzvah rab- rabim shani. No, the mitzvah of the rabim, uh, of, of the majority, you know whole community uh, is different so therefore that is why uh, we allow him to to do that so now uh, so here uh, for a mitzvah surely a mitzvah uh, for a mitzvah you can do it uh, and it says listen uh, um, 
the rabbi said, uh, you can take them uh, and, and they'll be slaves to you forever. They'll, they'll work for you forever. Rashut, uh, Rabbi uh, it's, it's you know, means you can take them uh, if you want to. That's Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. Rabbi Kiva, no, Rabbi Kiva says, listen, uh, no, uh, it's, a, uh, it's an obligation uh, to do it. Vidyuma, Rabbi Leza, Savalei, command Amar Rashut, or maybe Rabbi Laza holds, sorry, Rabbi Leza holds like Rabbi Shmuel, who says it is optional, uh, and therefore that's, that's not a proof uh, over here. And the Gemara says, No, you can't consider uh, that. Uh, an explicit statement. Rabbi Leizer holds uh, when it comes to uh, that principle. He holds like Rabbi Akiva. Uh, he says it's an obligation to enslave them forever. Uh, so, uh, you know, it was only because uh, it's a mitzvah uh, that... Um, uh, that he did such a thing. So surely here, uh, you, with the mitzvah, you should do it. So now, uh, uh, that, that's it. All right, so now uh, we have uh, the following discussion. Ama uh, Rabba. So Rabba says about this, Bahani Tlat Mili Nachtai Bale Batim Minixahon. Right? Uh, with these three things, uh, uh, people who, uh, you know, Balabatim, uh, um, uh, literally homeowners, uh, but it really means you know, the normal uh, working people. Uh, it says that. That's how they lose money. Uh, they lose money as follows. Why? Uh, they come along and they, they, they free their slaves. Uh, um, they came along and even though they don't do work on Shabbat, uh, they, they, they come along and they inspect their properties to see what work. Uh, they're still kind of thinking about work there and they, they're walking along to see what needs to be done after Shabbat. Even though they're not doing it, uh, work on Shabbat, they're thinking about work there, like uh, walking around thinking about it and stuff like that. And what they do is they, they, they make their Suda, their Shabbat Suda, at the time of the, uh, the, the rabbi's lecture in Shul. Okay? Uh, so that they specifically go along and miss it. And uh, they don't take the time on Shabbat uh, to go along specifically and listen to the rabbi. There were two um, uh, families in Jerusalem. Uh, one uh, made their meal on Shabbat at the time of the Rabbi Ashur. And the one uh, made its meal on Erev Shabbat. Uh, and uh, there's two different discussions. What Rashi says over there, uh, one people that see they eat so much uh, on the night, so therefore they eat less during the day, daytime. And really the main meal uh, on Shabbat is the daytime meal. Or it could be that they literally ate a lot, a lot before Shabbat uh, and therefore they wouldn't even eat uh, their Shabbos meal. So, you know, uh, not eating on a Friday afternoon or eating big amounts on a Friday afternoon uh, according to this, that's also uh, something one shouldn't uh, do. Okay, uh, and, uh, and that's it. So therefore they wouldn't uh, keep uh, Shabbat. All right, so now... Um, you know, uh, that's it. Ushnaim Nekru. In both of them, uh, one that did it at the time uh, of the of the shir, and one that even did it before, not at the time of the shir, uh, both of them were uprooted. So they did it before Shabbat also, that they didn't have a, a meal uh, on, on Shabbat as well. All right, uh, and that is a, uh, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, the discussion over there. All right, so now next uh, bit. Ama uh, Rabba. 
Rav Rava in the name of Rav says, uh, If you go along and you consecrate, your slave uh, goes out to preach. So now, uh, the question is, you know, how, what is that consecration about? So now we're going to have a whole discussion uh, about, you know, consecrating a slave. Uh, what, what does it mean when you consecrate a slave? My uh, timer. Why, why does a slave go free? Gufa, law Kaddish. Obviously, his body uh, does not become uh, free because uh, you can't uh, normally when you consecrate the only thing that can be consecrated is something that could be offered up on the Beit HaMikdash like an animal uh, oil, flour uh, uh, wine, uh, things like that okay so that, that's uh, what's known as Kedusha Taguf, a slave can't be his body, can't be Kadosh and even uh, he's saying maybe he's uh, consecrating his monetary amount uh, his, the value of him uh, maybe he, the, the, you would think that the owner is giving his, va- his value to the temple he didn't say uh, we don't say that so we, we don't say that we can explain why in a second uh, but what really we see is that uh, we, we say over here uh, that the slave uh, should be become part of the Am Kadosh right when we say the slave is Kadosh uh, me, really it means he's part of the Am Kadosh part of the holy nation uh, that is uh, Rava in the name of Rav <coughs> Rav Yosef, Amarav. Rav Yosef says, "Listen, Hamafkir Avdo Yatzalacherot. If you mafkir, you, um, you you give up ownership of your slave. He also goes out to freedom. Manda Amar Makdish Koshkain Mafkir. And according to the one that says, if you consecrate him, how much more so if you give up ownership on him? Manda Amar Mafkir. The one that says you give up ownership of him, Aval Makdish Law. But if you if you say he's holy law, Dilma Ledamei Kamar. No, according to this understanding, it's only if you give up ownership of him, uh, then uh, he is uh, uh, considered free, because that, as we saw earlier, then, you know, that's, that's one way of getting rid of your slave. Uh, but if you made him holy, really, uh, according to this understanding, uh, it means that you do consecrate him just for his monetary value. Okay? In, in other words, you say, listen, the value of my slave uh, I'm going to lo- uh, come and give to the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, and that's, that's how we would uh, uh, say that. Okay, so there's a machloket. You know, what does it mean? Am Kadosh uh, you know, and uh, the, the Kadosh, uh, according to Rabbah, uh, Rav means that uh, uh, he, he means that he, you free him. And the, according to Rav Yosef, says, listen, no, uh, it actually means that you, you give the monetary value to him. So now, Ba'alahu, Tzrich get Shikru, or Ainu Tzrich. So now the, quest, the question is where the slave uh, gets freed after Hefker, uh, you know, or, or he consecrates him, uh, does he need, according to whichever view you hold, uh, does he need a get Shikru uh, or Lord Tzrich? Does he need to be a document of freedom or doesn't he need Tashma? Uh, Rav Kiyaba Avin says in the name of Rav. Okay, all in the, everything's like in the name of Rav. In both cases, uh, whether you consecrate your slave or you give up ownership of him, uh, he becomes free. However, uh, needs a document of freedom as well. Okay, uh, he needs it. So, uh, because really what happens is, as we've been explaining, uh, it's kind of... Um, uh, there, there are two elements to the ownership of a slave. One is a monetary one. Uh, in other words, you've got the, the ability to get his labor. And then the other one uh, is, uh, you know, the, uh, is that. Therefore, you can make him ownerless and you acquire the right to own labor. But the element of ownership, uh, as we discussed as well, uh, that is slavery with regard uh, to other prohibitions. Uh, that is not nullified uh, when he gets abandoned. So maybe you would think uh, that uh, he has to need a document uh, for that. Okay? And, and, and that is. Uh, the discussion um uh, yeah, uh, and it says, "Ama uh, Rabba." So Rabba says, "Motvinin Ashmi 
Ashma'itan. Uh, we said we, we uh, you know, raised the challenge uh, to that, uh, to our halacha. Hamartish nechasav, hayubahem avadim. Because uh, we say uh, a slave, a uh, person who consecrates uh, all his possessions, uh, it says, and he's got slaves amongst those possessions. And Haginsbar and Rashaim, Lotsiam Lacherit. No, the, 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 the Ginsbar, uh, the treasurer, uh, does not set them free. Aval Mokrin, Otam Lacherim. What he does is he's allowed to sell them to others. And it says, Vacherim Motsiam. And then the others uh, set them free. Otan Lacherit. They set them free. Rav Rebi Omer, Rebi says, uh, listen, uh, Oma ani asay as as you know my view is afu anotain edemai atzmo v'yotzei mivnei shu kemochre lo no the the slave can get uh, um, uh, give his own monetary and he gets free uh, because it's as if the te- the um, uh, the temple uh, 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 ginsbar uh, the treasurer sold it to himself manita karamit alay derav you know uh, you know surely that uh, when you consecrate a slave does not free him uh, and the answers to that Manitin ka ramitala Rav how can you raise uh, this uh, brata against Rav Rav Tanahu Palik Tanahu Palik Rav is of such a level that even though uh, according to uh, uh, he was like the first level, first generation Amora uh, and what, he, what what happens is he's also in many ways considered uh, on the border of Tanaim and Amoraim uh, so therefore Rav is a Tana and he can hold his own um, uh, opinion and therefore can argue against a Brata. Um, okay, uh, and uh, right, uh, let's actually, um, you know, leave it there uh, because uh, you know this is uh, it, it is very much mitzugya. Uh, but uh, what, what's going to happen uh, is uh, no, it's, it's going to get way into tomorrow's stuff as well. Uh, and you know, we're going to be discussing this for a while. Uh, so we'll just leave it there. Uh, in the meantime, everyone should have a great time. Uh